Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source for information and updates in the project finance sector. I'm Maura Murphy, Senior Content Producer based in New York. This is the week commencing November 1st. Starting off today in Canada, Monsum Resources has appointed Will Bridge as chair of its Tent Mountain Energy Transition Steering Committee that will oversee the strategic development of a renewable energy complex at the site of a coal mine in Alberta, Canada. The committee will implement a program of works to progress the project through the feasibility stage into monetization. Bridge has served as chair of the Alberta Electric System Operator, or the ASO, and has held board positions with the Canadian Electricity Association, the Alberta Chamber of Resources, and the Association of Power Producers of Ontario. Montem had sought to restart coal mining at Tent Mountain, but failed to obtain permission. As a result, the company identified the renewable energy complex as an alternative. The project comprises of 320 megawatts of hydro energy storage, 100 megawatts of off-site wind power generation, and a further 100 megawatts of on-site green hydrogen production. Production of renewable hydrogen is expected to be up to 13,000 tons per year. Montem has applied to Canada's Clean Fuels Program for $5 million Canadian dollars to assist funding in the next phase of work, including a feasibility study. Moving from Canada into the U.S., D.E. Shaw Renewable Investments has signed a PPA with Facebook for the 160-megawatt Chester Solar Project in Chesterfield County, Virginia. The agreement will support Facebook data centers in the region, including the Henrico Data Center in the eastern Henrico County. DESRI is developing the project in partnership with Torch Clean Energy. Moving west from Virginia to Texas, Total Energy Solar has raised construction and financing for its Myrtle project, a 340 megawatts hour solar plus 225 megawatts of battery energy storage system project in Brazoria County, Texas. The project is already under construction and is being built concurrently with Total Energy's 600 megawatt hour solar plus 225 megawatt BESS Danish Fields project. This project are the sponsors first to be financed and built in the U.S. market. Closed in September, the $480 million 1.5-year Myrtle facility comprising a $380 million construction loan with an accordion option to increase by $100 million that is exercisable within 90 days after closing is being provided by a 13-strong syndicate of banks. The construction loan will be fully repaid at a completion with a third-party tax equity and term debt. Moving further west across the U.S. and across the Pacific, Hawaiian Electric has filed a draft request for proposals for the third stage of its renewable energy procurement for Hawaii Island. Based on a recent near-term grid needs assessment report, proposals to acquire energy and capacity will be focused on the eastern portion of the island. Sources would include new renewable dispatchable generation projects, extensions of existing resources after their current contract terms, standalone energy storage projects, and aggregated distributed energy resources projects. The final RFP is scheduled to be issued in mid-February 2022, and the final award group will be named on November 1st, 2022. The first projects are expected to come online no later than 2030. In the first two phases of renewable energy procurement selected 132 megawatts of generation and 492 megawatt hours of storage from three solar plus storage projects and one standalone storage project for Hawaii Island. Last main story for today is more globally focused on the OECD. 
Participants to the OECD arrangement on officially supported export credits have agreed to end support for unabated coal-fired power plants in support of efforts to address climate change. The ban will apply to officially supported export credits and tied aid for new coal-fired power plants without operation carbon capture, utilization of storage facilities, and existing coal-fired power plants unless the purpose of the equipment supplied is pollution or CO2 abatement and such equipment does not extend the useful lifetime or capacity of the plant unless it is for retrofitting to install CCUS. The ban will come into effect once participants of Australia, Canada, the European Union, Japan, Korea, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, Turkey, the United Kingdom, and the United States complete their formal internal decision-making process, which is expected to be released shortly. And lastly for today is a ton of market moves. Africa-focused independent power producer Endeavor Energy Holdings has appointed Brian Hurley as their chief executive officer with immediate effect. He moves from carbon capture company Infrasalience, where he was managing director. He was previously founded the Greenfield Power Sector at company Black Rhino in 2012 and Submarine Fiber Optic Networks at firm Seacom. For the IFC, Olivier Moussat is set to leave his role as Chief Investment Officer at the IFC's Energy Division into a move to the private sector after nine years at the DFI, and it's still unclear what firm Moussat is joining. For another update in Market Moves, Royal Volpac has announced that Dick Rochelle will succeed Elko Hoekstra as Chairman of the Executive Board and CEO. Hoekstra, who had served in the position for 11 years, has accepted an offer to become a member of the executive board of SHV, and Rochelle will take over as CEO on January 1. And lastly for today, in market moves, uh, independent fund manager Dalmore Capital has appointed Vicky Chan as director to focus on originating, executing, and managing low-risk investments across a range of infrastructure assets. Most recently, she was principal with Corsair Capital, acting as shareholder representative on boards of Kelda Holdings, Itinera Infrastructure, and DP World Australia. And that's all for today. If you are interested in learning any more about any of these stories, then please do visit us at proximoinfo.com. Until next week.